Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... I'm E.G. Marshall. I hope you don't have any objections to pets, because we have one. In fact, we have more than one. But it's not unusual for a cat lover to have several of the furry little darlings around the house. Of course, this is the home of the mystery theater, which means that our household pets are anything but ordinary. So if you're allergic to cats, you might not want to meet the heroine of our little tale. No pun intended. Her name is Kitty, and she's a very charming young lady. Although some people have certain doubts about her. Last night, Professor, I found an altar in Kitty's bedroom. A, a what? An altar, like in a church. It had candles on it and an old statue. The statue of a cat. And what makes that police business? She had a guard watching the altar, Professor. A guard who tried to kill me. That's where I got these scratches on my face. <laughs> mystery drama, Kitty, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Henry Slesser and stars Terry Keene. I'll be back shortly with Act One. If you've never been to the Kit Kat Club on Lower South 11th Street, take my advice and don't go. The clientele tends to be a little rough, and the neighborhood is sometimes dangerous, especially if you're 22, a dancer in the chorus line, and you've caught the eye of a hulking young man who decides to follow you. Hi, honey. Excuse me, I've got to get home. I've got my car here. Why don't I give you a lift? I'd rather take the bus. New car, right from the factory. Why don't you test drive one of the other girls? Because you're the one I want. Come on, honey, be nice. Let go of me, I said. Oh, 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 those nails of yours. Stop it. Stop it. Miss Methune? Yes? Miss Holly Methune? Uh, no, my name is Catherine. Holly is my sister. My name is Lieutenant Dan McKenzie. Oh, come in, please. Holly is asleep right now. She's had a bad experience, as you undoubtedly know. However, I don't believe she wishes to prefer charges against that man. You don't understand, Miss Methuen. The charges are being preferred against her. Good Lord. How many cats do you have here, Miss? Uh, Eight, actually. Oh, I hope you're not allergic. Uh, Miss Methuen, your sister is being charged with assault. A man named Walter Mason claims she attacked him without provocation. Does he claim my sister was armed? In a sense, she was. With her fingernails. He wants her arrested because of a few scratches? We spoke to the physician who treated Mr. Mason. He says there's no hope of saving his right eye. Uh, please, wait here. Holly? Oh, 
City, what am I going to do? Now, you listen to me. When they find out that, that I knew this man, that I'd been to his apartment... There is no reason to tell them that. Kitty, I don't want to go to jail. You are not going to be arrested, and that man is not going to hurt you. I'm going to take care of that. How? Just leave everything to me. Now, you go talk to the lieutenant. Lieutenant? Holly Mathieu? Yes. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. Well, that's okay. I had uh, plenty of company. My sister is very fond of cats. Oh, then this is your sister's place. Yes, it is. I've only been here two months. I was studying dancing in New York. I came here because I couldn't find work back home. You had uh, better luck here, obviously. I know it's not much of a job, that it's an awful place, but I had to do something. My sister couldn't support me. What does she do? She works as an assistant to Professor John Gilmore at the Museum of Natural History. He's a zoologist. A cat specialist by any chance? As it happens, he is. Uh, excuse me. Hello? Yes, one moment. It's for you, Lieutenant. Oh, thank you. Hello? Uh, Danny, I'm at Walter Mason's apartment. I had a little trouble getting into the place. Why? Well, Mason wouldn't open the door. I had to get the super to open it. And guess what? Come on, Sam. No guessing games. He's dead. Dead? Are you kidding me? He was scratched to death. Dan, this man here had his throat scratched wide open. Uh, sit down, Lieutenant um, McKenzie, was it? As I told you, Professor... We're interested in your opinion of the species of cat which might possibly have made claw marks like these. Mm. Pretty gruesome, aren't they? Those are just photographs. The real thing was worse. The press is calling it the wildcat murder. But I'm not sure it is a wildcat. And I'm not sure it's murder. There are several small cats whose claw prints are indistinguishable from each other. But then you know it's a... Small cat? Oh, that's obvious from that distance between scratch lines. Could have been anything from a ocelot to a margay to a jaguarondi. Uh, but, frankly, it's hard to imagine any of them roaming the streets. And what about just um, ordinary cats, Professor? I beg your pardon? Could just an ordinary house cat have done this? Perhaps if it became deranged? Well, it's unlikely, Lieutenant. I never heard of a homicidal house cat. But if one decided to kill... Could it inflict this kind of damage? Mm, yes, I suppose so. The exhibit is right this way, Lieutenant. You might as well see it since you're here. Uh, by the way, Professor, when did you hire Miss Methuen as your assistant? Oh, about uh, three months ago. Her credentials are very good. Her father was the archaeologist who found the sarcophagus. The what? Oh, it's uh, right here. The star of our exhibit. Um, sarcophagus is a sort of ancient coffin. Uh, this one actually has a mummy inside. Pretty small, isn't it? Well, it's a cat. A cat mummy? Yes, yes. It was unearthed at Terabasta in Egypt ten years ago by Albert Methuen, uh, Kitty and Holly's father. Was it valuable? Mm, the only totally preserved cat mummy in existence. And very sacred. They took their cats seriously in those days. Mm. Maybe we ought to take them more seriously now. 
Sally, I don't like the man. And I don't like why he's taking you out. Lieutenant McKenzie is nothing but a trained police dog. But he's not on duty tonight. I think he is. He's still sniffing around to find out if you have any connection with Walter Mason's death. He knows I had nothing to do with it. I was right here when it happened. There he is. And I haven't finished dressing. Kitty, would you let him in? All right. Hello, Lieutenant. Holly will be out in a moment. Oh, thanks. <laughs> My friends are saying hello. They don't seem to uh, like me much. <laughs> they sense that you don't like them. I don't have anything against cats. But there is no middle ground, Lieutenant. Either you despise cats or you worship them. Like the Egyptians? They made the cat the most revered animal who ever lived. The one your father found. The professor said it was the only complete mummy of a cat left in the world. In the last century, 300,000 mummified cats were discovered in a sacred tomb. They were shipped to the farmers of England... They use them as fertilizer. I'm ready to go. Do you mean that Kitty isn't your sister? Of course she is. All I said was my father adopted her because of a terrible tragedy in Egypt. What happened? My father and his party were digging at Telbasta. They hit a rock layer and had to use explosives. Something went wrong and some people were killed when the whole supply of dynamite went off. What people? Workers and some nomads that were passing through the camp. That was when they found Kitty, just sort of wandering around the desert. You mean she's Egyptian? We don't know. She was in a state of shock. Her clothes blown off, her mind a complete blank. Amnesia? They said she would remember her past eventually, but she never did. It was as if she was born a grown woman. So your father, feeling guilty, adopted her? Yes, he took her in. Like a stray cat. Miss Methune? Yes? Is your sister home? Holly? No, she's out for the evening. And my name is Frenchie Davis. I used to work with Holly at the Kit Kat Club. Uh, please come in. Wow. Holly told me you had an awful lot of cats. I ain't seen Holly since that thing happened. Too bad about her losing her job. Yes, it was too bad. Holly's going to be okay, isn't she? They won't arrest her. Well, she was merely defending herself. Yeah, but you know how the cops are. They don't always know everything. What do you mean? Well... I read where Holly never saw this man, Walter Mason, before. But that isn't true. Well, she may have seen him at the club, of course. What I meant was Holly dated this Mason guy. Or didn't you know that either? That seems very unimportant now. Look, I don't want to get Holly into trouble. Then why did you come? To say goodbye. I got this terrific job offer in New York. The Broadway Musical Theater, ain't that terrific? Fabulous. All I need is a loan to get me there and set me up for a few weeks. While we're in rehearsal, you know. I see. How much of a loan? Oh, 2000 would be enough. I realize Holly doesn't have much money, but I figured her 
family might help her out. Yes, I try to help Holly all I can. I'll need the money right away, Miss Mithune. And if you don't get it? I couldn't possibly go to New York. You'd take a shorter trip? To the police? <laughs> That's a rotten thing to say. You were quite right. Holly has no money. As for myself, I haven't got a penny. I spend it all on cat food. <laughs> so that's how you're going to be, huh? I come here like a friend, and you make fun of me. Oh, speaking of food, I wonder if you'd excuse me now. I have a large number of mouths to feed. Listen, I wasn't going to the police before. I didn't want to get Holly in trouble. Now I don't care no more. I'll give you one last chance. Good luck with your career, Miss Davis. In the Broadway musical theater. Who does she think she is? Now, take care. What's that? Another cat. I've seen enough cats for one night. Another cat? Get out of the way. Go on. Shoot. Get out of here. What is this? I've never seen so many cats in my... What is the matter with you? Ow! Catch me! No! They're attacking me! Help somebody! Help me! It looks like Frenchie Davis will not be traveling to New York after all. Her next appearance will be not on the Broadway musical stage, but on a cold slab in the city morgue. What do you suppose a medical examiner will make of this fresh corpse? And is it the last one of its kind? We'll find out when we return with Act Two. death of Frenchie Davis has proved to be a bonanza for the city's papers. Their headline writers delighted with the possibilities, one of whom wrote, Kit Cat Club Sex Kitten Clawed to Death. But for the city police and for Lieutenant Dan McKenzie, the woman's death, so much like the slaying of Walter Manson, is a puzzle that defies a rational solution. Unless, of course, the answer isn't rational. I'm sorry, Lieutenant, that you have a problem. Have you read about this dancer's death, Professor Gilmore? Yes, I've read those hysterical newspaper stories. <laughs> In fact, I've had offers to write one myself. About what? Killer cats, of course. Uh, they'd like me to say that some leopard or tiger is roaming the streets at night and sleeping in the park by day. But you know better, don't you? You know it wasn't a big cat that killed Frenchie Davis. No. These were definitely small cats. You used the plural. No, it's obvious. One cat could never have inflicted so many wounds and scratches on that poor woman. You think there may be a pack of wild cats? <laughs> Lieutenant, I have no theory. Well, even when you realize that there's a connection between Holly Methune and Frenchie Davis? Well, I don't know Holly. I only know her sister. And how well do you know her? Frankly, not well enough. But, um... Uh... That's something I hope to change. Well, 
What do you think of Abigail? Oh, she's lovely, John. How long have you had her? Well, the truth is, she really belongs to my landlady, but she adopted me. Uh, don't ask me how she knew my specialty. Cats know everything. <laughs> Sometimes I think they do. Oh, uh, here's your coffee. And a saucer of milk for Abigail. <laughs> you know, I realized something this morning, Kitty. You and that sarcophagus have never been apart. Whatever do you mean? No, I was writing a piece about Bastet for the review, uh, describing its history since your father dug it up. And? And I realized that your travels and Bastet's coincide. Uh, for instance, uh, when the mummy was in the Cairo Museum, didn't you live in Cairo? Oh, that was natural since my adopted father was there. But when it moved to the British Museum, you went to live in London. Your father didn't. Oh, he was ill then. He was sent to that clinic in the States. And when I met you in New York, that was when Bastet had been shipped over to the Metropolitan. And that's where you hired me to follow you here. Mm. Well, I'm uh, sorry to say the chain will be broken. What do you mean? I've been asked to bring the exhibit to the Chicago Museum. But I thought it was going to be on permanent exhibit here. Didn't you tell me that? Oh, I thought so. But the old controversy with the Egyptian government about who owns Bastet has risen again. We've decided to keep the exhibit circulating until the issue is settled. Oh, but you can't do that. You can't let the... Uh, would you excuse me a moment? I want to call my sister to see if she's all right. Ooh, I thought she was out with that policeman. That's what worries me. I'll call from your bedroom. Would you like to come in for a while, Dan? Oh, thanks. Oh, have a seat and relax, if you don't mind the cats. As long as they don't mind me. <laughs> Excuse me. Hello? Oh, hi, Kitty. Uh, yes, of course. One second. Dan, would you mind if I took this call in the kitchen? It's Kitty, and she sounds a little bit upset. Well, sure, go ahead. I'll put some coffee on at the same time. That's fine with me. Now, this may be a very good time for a little exploring. So this is Kitty's bedroom. Yeah, I thought so. Pictures of cats all over the place. Well, let's see what she's got in this closet. Yeah, locked. Now, why would Kitty lock a clothes closet? Well, let's see if I'm as good a lock picker as I used to be. There. That was too easy. What the heck? It's not a clothes closet at all. It's more like a an altar. Candles and, and a statue. Hey! Get off me! Quick, you little... Stop it! Get away! I don't want to do this, but I will if I have to. Dan! Uh, what happened? Uh, I'm sorry, Holly. But this damn cat attacked me. You're bleeding. Yeah. Your face is all scratched. It wanted to kill me. That's why I had to do it. That's why I had to. He hit it with that chair. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sorry, Holly. I, I really am. I, I don't like to hurt animals. 
I was just trying to save myself. Hello? Holly, it's John Gilmore. Uh, something's happened here. Something's happened to your sister. But I was just talking to her. Yes, yes, and a moment later, she collapsed. Thanks for meeting me for breakfast, Professor. It's really important. I'm just having coffee, Lieutenant. As it happens, I have another date for breakfast. Uh, what's this all about? It's about Catherine Methune. Go ahead. I hate to say this, Professor, but I think your assistant, Kitty, is mentally disturbed. I thought you were a cop, Mr. McKenzie, not a psychiatrist. Last night, I found an altar in Kitty's bedroom. A what? An altar, like in a church. It had candles on it and an old statue. The statue of a cat. And what makes that police business? She had a guard watching the altar, Professor. A guard who tried to kill me. That's where I got these scratches on my face. Hmm. If that's all you have to tell me, Lieutenant, I think I'll skip the coffee, too. Abigail, I'll make your breakfast, too. But I can't stay very long. I have other mouths to feed. Kitty. Well, where have you been? I went to meet a detective. He did what? He claims there was another assault with intent to kill. He said the assault took place in your house by one of your pets. <laughs> That's insane. John, my cats wouldn't hurt anyone. Cats are all gentle creatures. Well, I told him he was wrong, Kitty, but the, the man has a fixation. I've got to go. Uh, wait, uh, Kitty, we, we, we have to talk about I this. I have to go home and see what's happened. I don't know how it happened, Kitty. I was just putting up some coffee and I heard these horrible noises from your bedroom. Where is Lavinia? Dead. Oh, Master of Mercy, carry her soul to heaven. That policeman killed her, didn't he? Yes. And her body? Her body, Holly. Where is it? I, I was afraid. I called the ASPCA. They took her. In ancient Egypt, do you know what happened to someone who caused the death of a cat? Well, Sam, you're finally going to see all those pussy cats. <laughs> I can't wait. Won't you come in, gentlemen? This is Lieutenant Sam Rodman, Miss Methune. Uh, how do you do? I'm sorry, Holly couldn't be here. She had an audition downtown. May I offer you anything? Miss Methune. In case I didn't make myself clear, this is official business. My, how serious. To put it bluntly, I'm here to ask if you had any part in the slaying of Mr. Walter Mason or in the death of a woman called Francine Jelinek, <laughs> who called herself Frenchie Davis. For heaven's sake, Lieutenant. I'm not suggesting that you committed these crimes personally, only that you were responsible for them. Responsible? How? I'm suggesting, Miss Methune... That you have the ability to train animals, cats, 
to commit such crimes upon your command. Oh, Lieutenant, how funny you are. Do you really think these soft, gentle, loving creatures can be made to commit murder? When you want them to. Yes. Oh. Did you hear that, Demetrius? You're a mad killer. And you, Nefertiti, you who hasn't the heart to kill a mouse, you're a killer too. Ptolemy Cleo, did you hear what the man said about you? Miss Methune. Yes, Lieutenant. I just want you to know that I know. And that I intend to find some way to prove it. So keep a leash on your pets. I don't know, Dan. It, it sounded a little bit reasonable when you told me, but seeing that woman and those cute little pussycats... They had their claws sheathed, Sam. So did the woman. Oh, hey, isn't that the sister coming? Oh, yes. Uh, Holly! Oh, oh, hello, Dan. I, uh, stopped by to see if you were home. Your sister said you had an audition. Uh, me and the rest of the dancers in this town. P.S. I didn't get the job. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, would it help if I bought you a drink? I'm off duty as of now. I would love a drink. Sam, uh, go on without me, okay? Oh, you single guys. Cat's committing murder. Boy, I'd like to see the chief's face when he hears that one. <laughs> now, what about those screwy names? Um, Demetrius Nefertiti. Oh. Hey, what the heck was that? A piece of steak on it. One of the cats is in the car. Hey, hey, get off of me. Stop it. Get off of me. You're trying to... And so those soft, gentle, loving creatures have been responsible for death number three. You can imagine what Lieutenant Dan McKenzie is going to feel when he learns that his friend Sam lies dead in the wreckage of his car with strange claw marks on the back of his neck. But Dan McKenzie escaped the same fate, which means we'll learn what he does about Kitty in Act Three. of Lieutenant Sam Rodman has been taken to the city morgue. The family of Sam Rodman has been informed of the tragedy. As yet, no one knows that Sam died in the honorable performance of his duties, that he was killed trying to prevent a murderer from committing still another crime. But one man knows the truth, and Lieutenant Dan McKenzie is trying hard to make another man face it. Look at him, Professor. Look hard. I'm looking, Lieutenant. You must be used to seeing those by now. Those claw marks. Mm. You think it's another cat murder? The cat was the weapon. Like a gun or knife. I'm not blaming the weapon. Lieutenant, I, I just can't believe such a far-fetched theory. So far, I can't prove it, Professor. But there's one thing I can do. I can destroy her weapons. <laughs> John, are you sure he really intends to harm my cat? Well, I don't know what he's planning exactly, but uh, he means to take some action, Kitty. Now, he, he, he really believes this. And what about you? What do you believe? Can't you answer me? There are things I don't understand. 
things I didn't want to ask you, Kitty, and not until I thought I had the right. And when would you have that right? When I knew I was in love with you. All right, John. You may see the altar. Yes, John. It's as old as you think it is. It's a Nebanine sculpture. Incredibly valuable, Kitty. You don't really worship this thing. Does that convince you that I'm mad? No. The lieutenant thinks that explosion in the desert was responsible for my aberration. Because of your amnesia? There was. No amnesia, John. What? Amnesia means forgetting. I forgot nothing. The reason I had no memory of the past when they found me at Bubastis, at the place they now call Telbasta, is that I had no past. Oh, come on, Kitty. I had no memories. As a woman. What are you talking about? Before then. Before that desecration. I was Bastette. Kitty. This human form of mine is only the incarnation of the soul which escaped the sarcophagus when the man who called himself my father removed it from the sacred tomb. This is why I have followed the mummy everywhere. I can't be parted from it. If I did, my human life would surely end. Kitty, uh, please listen. John, you can help me. You say you're in love with me. That means you want to help me, doesn't it? Yes, 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 I will. Uh... We'll talk to somebody, uh, someone who understands these You mean things. a doctor, of course. No, John. I know the cure for my disease. The prescription is simple. Help me to complete this endless search for my own soul. Give me Bastet. Give her to me. Give you the mummy? From the museum? Only the mummy. Not the sarcophagus. The sarcophagus is stone. Bastet is life. Kitty, it isn't mine to give. No one would know. You don't exhibit the mummy, only its coffin. Uh, uh, someone's at the door, Kitty. Miss Methune, I'm sorry to disturb you, but again, this is official business. What do you want here? Who are these men? I have here a warrant from the Board of Health. Requiring the impounding of the animals you've been keeping here in violation of Code 17, Section 10. Well, what's this all about, John, Lieutenant? John, stop them. They're going to take away my cat. All right, boys. Round them up and be careful. Make sure those gloves are on. You cannot do this, John. Stop them. You can read the order yourself, Professor. It's all legal. No! You stop! You don't catch them! Leave them alone! They are my pets! My friends! Yes, Miss Methune. I know how important they are to you. I won't let you do this. Why don't you order them to attack? You'd like that. Wouldn't you? Oh, Kitty, I'm so sorry, but how could he have done such a thing? By what right? He obtained a warrant on some spurious ground. I warned you about him, Holly. But... But I like him, Kitty. I really do. You will never see him again. Oh, please don't ask me to do that. You know I hate not to do what you ask me, but this is different. Is it? 
I have so little in this world, Kitty. Just him. Holly, Lieutenant McKenzie doesn't care for you. You are just an element in his case against me. Nothing more. Now, look at me. No, I, I won't. You can't help yourself, Holly. Now, that's better. Close your eyes. That's right. And now, if you're very good, I'll let you see your police dog one more time. Tonight. For God's sake, I, I, I can't let you do this. And I never want to see you again. Kitty, wait! Kitty! Oh, I had to do it. I didn't know how else to stop your sister. It's just not true, Dan. They're just cats. Ordinary cats. Maybe the cats are ordinary. Your sister isn't. But how could she do it? I don't know. I... You think she sent a cat... To kill Walter Mason? That she could make the cat understand where to go, what to do? Somehow she did. And we know why she did it. For me. Then she did the same to your friend from the Kit Kat Club. I don't know that reason yet. And then there was Sam. Sit closer, Dan. Put your arm around me. Holly, your sister's dangerous. That's why I had to do what I did. Get rid of the murder weapons. All of them. Ah! Holly. I tried to scratch your eyes out. No, 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 Holly. It wasn't you. It was Kitty. You were just the only cat she had left. Do you think that's her? Maybe she wants to find out how things went. Hello. Who's this? Was that you, Professor? Well, it's Dan McKenzie. Oh, McKenzie. Thank the Lord. Uh, listen, my cat, Abigail, tried to kill me. My, my own pet. Or at least I thought she was. She crawled up onto my chest. She's done that a hundred times. But but this time, Mackenzie, I'm, I'm almost ready to believe you. You can believe it, Professor. The problem now is to prove it. Well, at least I know what Kitty is after. Lieutenant, she wants the mummy of the cat. She broke the exhibit case tonight attempting to steal it. Maybe she thought I'd let her get away with it, but I didn't. I, I, I couldn't. What are you going to do about it? I'm not preferring charges, if that's what you mean. But tomorrow morning, I'm taking that mummy away to Chicago. Uh, waiter, a, a vodka martini, nice and dry. Coming right up. Here's your menu, sir. Oh, uh, thank you. I love to eat on trains, don't you? Kitty. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. How did you know I was here? I just knew. Because cats know everything? You told me you were leaving for Chicago, that the whole exhibit was moving, including Bastet. Kitty, 
Why did you do this? Not for the reason you think. What reason? The one I told you, of course. That I had to be near Bastet. That Bastet was my life. <laughs> that was only poetic license, of course. I didn't mean it literally. Didn't you? But there is someone I have to be near. It isn't the dried-up mummy of a creature dead for thousands of years. It's you, John. I see. Last night, I... I realized what was truly important to me. Being with you, never leaving your side. Oh, John, I love you. I don't want to be without you. I'll do anything you say to make that possible. Anything? If you want me to see a doctor about this uh, obsession of mine, I'll do that, too. Here you are, sir. Nice and dry. Um, should I make that, too? No. This is still a table for one. Yes, sir. John, what is it? You can't have changed the way you feel. Do you know something, Kitty? I almost needed a doctor myself last night. My cat, Abigail, went mad. She tried to kill me. She walked on my chest up to my face and looked down at me with your eyes. Damn you. I hope I never see you again. Uh, please, can you tell me where the baggage car is? Last car of the train, miss. Thank you. Uh, you can't get in there, though. Oh, I have to get in. There's something in my luggage I need. You have to wait until we unload in Chicago. Baggage car stays locked until then. But this is important. It's uh, some medicine I have to take. Should have carried it with you, miss. But I'm ill. I must have it. Now, couldn't you help me? Well, if that's an emergency, I, I guess I could get her open for you. Follow me. You just tell me what bag looks like, and uh, I'll see if I can find it. Might take a while, uh, Don't bother. I can do it much faster. An awful lot of bags in here, miss. It's a crate. It has the name of a museum on it. A museum? I thought you said it was your luggage. I work for the museum, please. Let me alone, and I'll find it. I can't do that, miss. Get out of my way. Hey, look out! You're, you're knocking over those crates. I have to find it. But, Jed, but, Jed, where are you? Miss, look out. There, there are animals in there. A dog. Miss, look out. But, Jed, protect me. Miss, look out. No, no. I'm really sorry about this, Professor, but there was nothing I could do. Nothing. Yes, yes, I understand. That dog jumped on her. I thought he was going to tear her throat out. And then she went right out the door. I'm sure it wasn't your fault in any way. The lady who owns the dog, she said he never attacked anyone in his life. Well, I'm sure it was just uh, instinct. What I want to know is what your friend was trying to do in the baggage compartment. What made her try to open all those crates? Curiosity, I guess. I'm really sorry about all this, Holly. Oh, it's horrible. It's just horrible. But at least it's over. Come on, I... I think you have to get out of this place. It, it'll do you good. Yes. I want to get out of this apartment. I can't bear to be here. Not with all these reminders of... Of Kitty. Dan, I just can't believe she's dead. 
Yes. Only eight more lives to go. So curiosity has killed the cat, just as the old saying has it. There are so many things that have been said about cats, but I like the definition of Oliver Herford. Cat, a pygmy lion who loves mice, hates dogs, and patronizes human beings. Well, the cat named Kitty will trouble humans no more unless Dan McKenzie is right and Bastet appears again in still another form. Have you looked closely at your lady friends lately? I'll be back with a final word. We hope you've enjoyed the story of Kitty Mathune and her ferocious felines, and that the cat lovers among you haven't been offended by the terrible deeds her little friends performed. It's all in the spirit of the Radio Mystery Theater, where even the house pets can become creatures of horror. But that's our house. And we invite you to return often. Our cast included Terry Keene, Catherine Byers, Russell Horton, and Bob Caliban. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. We have this handkerchief, Miss Merriweather. It isn't mine. It was found on the floor near his body. I tell you, it isn't mine. It has your initials on it, M.M. But it isn't mine. It's an expensive handkerchief. You're a lady who can afford expensive clothing and accessories. Lieutenant, it's... What can I say to you? It's circumstantial. It's hearsay, all of this. Rumor, innuendo. It's... Please, I'm innocent. But the handkerchief is definite, material, physical. It's here. But it isn't mine. You can't prove it's mine. I see. Because it's an expensive handkerchief that has my initials on it. I have to prove that it isn't mine. But how could I do that? How could I possibly prove that I never bought that handkerchief? Or that no one ever gave it to me? Or It isn't right. It isn't fair. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.